0: Log Talk Radio.
1: There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand around?
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. great to be with you today. It's Friday. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition day. And we're getting ready for a Shabbat Shalom, a day of rest. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we're going to have a wonderful weekend this weekend. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt is going to be ministering and breaking bread with New Wine Ministry Christian Fellowship here in Northwest Arkansas. On Saturday at 5.30 p.m., that's tomorrow at 5.30, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt and his wonderful daughter Stephanie have visited us here in the northwest region of Arkansas. And if you're listening right now and you're going to be coming to that meeting, make sure you bring two or three people with you to hear the word of the Lord of a holy man of God who has walked through the fire. And he and his family are coming out pure gold. We could see it already, and God is doing great things. So remember, tomorrow, 530, after Shabbat, which begins tonight for many people, not legalistically, not out of obligatory uh, religious mindset, but a moment when the sun sets tonight, Friday night, uh, around the world, believers, are just going to settle down. And even those who have not yet given their hearts to Yeshua, like in Jerusalem, Israel, uh, they will be keeping the Sabbath under the law, under the uh, Torah, Mosaic law. But this is such a blessing, the Sabbath, because we're able to repose. We're able to take a physical day in our physical bodies. And when that sun sets tonight, to just calm down. To set our mind on things above, like we should be doing all the time, but just really focusing on that and enjoying a moment until Saturday evening when the sun sets. Now, we meet Saturday evening at 530, like the the cherry on top of the pie, if you will, or the ice cream or the whipped cream, whatever. I think Klaus loves the whipped cream. (laughs) So anyways, you put the cherry on top of it, and it's just you come out of a Sabbath rest, and you are now rejoicing in the Lord. And it's just something God did before there was ever a mosaic law. A lot of people get lost in this. Oh, that's under the law. That's under the law. No. That's something that God did on the 7th day after he worked for 6 days, he rested on the 7th. That does not make us 7th day adventists who proclaim that if you don't you're going to go to hell and all that stuff. We don't believe that. But we do believe in the rest of God and I hope you do too. And I hope you give your body a break and your spirit a moment to intimate and fellowship through vital union with Jesus Christ, an opportunity to just feed on the Lord. I mean, and to allow for his spirit to just build you up and encourage you. So anyways, that's what we're going to be doing at the end of the day today. And uh, again, we're not legalists. If something comes up and we got to do something, fine. Pick another day. I I really have – I don't see anywhere in the scriptures where we're under some obligatory thing of a ritualistic, you know, what time does the sun set? Uh, I I honestly don't believe that, but I do believe the Sabbath is a blessing to all who keep it and spend time with the Lord. So having said that, Sunday, obviously, is Father's Day, and I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there and say, God bless you. If you are a papa, if you are a father and you have children and uh, your children are going to be celebrating you, let them celebrate you. Let them honor you. You are their father. And if they draw you a picture or give you a tie or a pair of socks or take you out for breakfast or something, just receive the abundant blessing. And, uh, you know, you're putting food on the table. You're disciplining your children, raising them up in the admonition and the love of Christ, showing them the right way, protecting them in such an evil day. Uh, You know what? Let them just, you know, honor the, the daylights out of you. Let them respect and honor you. And uh, just love on you, dads. Don't reject that. Don't harden your heart to it. Let your kids love you the way that uh, Father God wants us to love him. Okay? And it's a very beautiful and pure and holy thing. So we have a great weekend coming up. We're looking forward to it. Uh, We're already looking forward. But it is getting hot out here. You know, June 21st, which is next Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday, a couple of days from now, June 21st, is the first day of summer. And the, the the temperatures are absolutely soaring right now. I was looking at our temperatures coming up. It's going to be the, the highs of 95, 97, 99. Uh, we're going to be 98 and zero rain in the forecast. And um, there's just a lot of heat out there, and it is very hot. What a terrible time it would be for a, a lights out, wouldn't it? I mean, electromagnetic pulse now. Uh, would be a very, very difficult thing. I hope you've been preparing and you have some backup systems just in the event. My God, something goes wrong. It happened in New York in the 1990s and it was in the middle of summer and the lights went out and the power went off and those people, they had to get through it. And it was just for a couple of days. uh, They're suspecting that this lights out that's coming could actually last up to six months or longer. And Homeland Security... The Congress, the Department of Homeland Security, they've already said that when the lights go out in America, the first 30 days, just 30 days, over 10 million Americans will be dead. Imagine that. Your Congress, your Homeland Security, not mine, not yours, our Congress is in heaven. Our Homeland Security is by the kingdom of heaven with the angels of God. But in this country, um, this is something they're projecting and have been projecting for a long time. The lights go out, 10 million Americans dead in the first 30 days. And then it accelerates beyond that with all the violence and the crime that will be committed in such a time. And in this heat, and summer's not even here yet, you wonder what kind of summer this is going to be, a fiery summer of violence, summer of trouble. Why? Well, it's already happening if you're listening and paying attention Uh, where there are so many pro-life abortion clinics that are being bombed and set on fire. Okay, so, so far, nobody's been killed, but there have been 12 to 15 pro-life structures have been burned to the ground. Violence has been done unto them by a group called Jane, Remembering Jane or something like that, Remember Jane. Uh, It's a a national organization of many different groups. Um, They're out there, and they're threatening violence. If you haven't heard about this, you need to, because they have just yesterday released, they pulled, you know, the the veil back, and they have told all of their followers to go out and begin to bomb, to set on fire, to cut, to jam, to uh, go out and make war with all pro-life facilities or churches that support the pro-life movement. And this is all connected to the summer of violence that God has been warning us about. It's it's every summer since 2020, it's just becoming increasingly more violent. And we're going to get to the Amos chapter eight reality. And if you haven't read Amos chapter eight, I wasn't planning on going here, but why not look at it one more time? And this again is not just to put, you know, a, a thrill in us about, ooh, that's, you know, really scary. This is some serious business here, because in Amos chapter 8, we read these words. Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, said the prophet Amos, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, the end is come upon my people of Israel. And again, that may be said, the end has come upon my Judeo-Christian nation, America. The end is come. I will not again pass by them anymore. So the many seasons where the Lord passes by and nothing's done, but this time he says it's over. He says this is the end, right, this moment. And then he says, he describes it in verse 3, what, it, what he means. And he says, and the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Many dead bodies in the temples of God, in the churches of God. You have a group out there, a terrorist group called Remembering Jane, whoever Jane was. And this organization is setting on fire, now telling their people to go and bomb them. They have threatened with terrorist activities. And you wonder why the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security are not monitoring these people that are calling for war. It's on their own website. Uh, One of our very um, dear friends reported on this all last night, and uh, it's there. This is valid. This is not being made up. They have declared war on Christians and pro-life organizations, realizing that just about every uh, pro-life clinic, which is to save life, okay, is backed up and supported by Christian ministries within that particular city. And the news media, just a little tiny tidbit from Fox News the other day, but very, you know, people are just losing sight with them as well because they're such a pro-transgender channel now and pro You know, uh, everything that is an abomination to God. We don't want to go there right now. But they minorly reported on it, and yet it's happening all over the country, these little fires. Well, now they're accelerating uh, and intensifying their attack upon these pro-life clinics. I don't know. You need to search it out. You need to look at it. It's there. It's real. And uh, this is the summer of violence. The decision from Roe versus Wade is coming down the pike any moment now. I mean, it could happen within the hour. But there is a decision that's coming. It's going to be breaking news. And the powder keg is going to blow. We've been talking about the powder keg ready to blow for a long time, where that fuse had been lit a long time ago in America. And it was getting closer and closer to making impact and detonation And while we've seen some crazy things going on, we've seen some fiery trials in 2020, 2021, even in 2022, but the powder keg will actually blow now. It won't just be the sparks. It is going to blow, and it's going to blow. And it says here that the songs of the temple will be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in the temple, in the churches. There is a civil war begun, a terrorist movement against the churches in America. They already began, as you remember, in 2020, 2021, burning churches down. Now it's the pro-life clinics that are trying to save life. And God says that there will be many dead bodies in every place. Within the temple, there will be howlings. And uh, this is a really bad deal. This is bad. This is bad news because this is not... You know, some external force of power coming to make war with the United States, one nation under God, independent, full of liberty and justice for all. It's not that United States. The enemy is within the gate, and the enemy of America is calling the American people the enemy. Think about that. The enemy that has infiltrated the United States of America in Hollywood, in the arts, in politics, in the White House, all over this country— They are calling the American people who want their republic, who love life, don't want babies murdered, don't want a transgender agenda, don't want homosexual agenda, want morality. They're the enemy of the new order that is in power in our country. Think about how wicked that is in your mind. But it's not so far-fetched because the prophet Isaiah said the time would come when they would call good evil and they would call evil good. They would call darkness light. And they would call light darkness. They would call bitter sweet and sweet bitter. It's happening before our very eyes. But this prophecy, pick it up now in verse 8. Go all the way down to verse 8. Amos 8, 8. Shall not the land tremble for this? And everyone mourn that dwells therein? Everyone is going to mourn. This is the large major birth pang that is coming on the earth. There is a global birth pang that is going to shake the heavens and the earth. It's right upon us right now. And everybody that dwells in the land of America, and probably in Israel, and other democratic societies, there is going to be great mourning, but particularly in the United States, that's what we're picking up. That's what we believe the Spirit of the Lord is showing us. So, all that dwell in the land are going to mourn who dwell therein, and it shall rise up holy as a flood. It shall be cast out and drowned as by the flood of Egypt. Oh, my gosh. So it shall come to pass, verse 9, in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. Now to me, that could be a cronial mass ejection. That would be God just sending a solar flare to wipe out the electrical grid over the United States or over any other continent or nation in the world. And if it's not going to be a solar flare or a cronial mass ejection from the sun, then it will come through the realm of electromagnetic pulse. Easy enough to do from what they say, fire missiles three miles in the sky and it detonates up there and it brings an electromagnetic magnetic pulse and wipes out the electrical grid or a software glitches or a grid down scenario. I mean, there are so many ways to darken the earth and yet the Bible declares that a time will come where God said enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. And it's a basket of summer fruit and it's not going to be a healthy time for churches or, for temples because they are going to be dead bodies in every one of them, and everybody that dwells in the land is going to mourn. And what is this? This is judgment. This is the righteous judgment of God, allowing all these things to happen, because we have such a weak and anemic church that has exchanged the glory of God for the shame of man's admiration. They have, rather than shouted from the rooftop, they have been shamefully silent and quiet in the face of the opposition that moved in a stealth jihad, but now is out and open. I will tell you that you are going to hear probably before the month of June ends, you are going to hear of bombs exploding. They are going to be bombs and they're going to start exploding bombs. You're going to hear that. Okay. This is part of where this is all going. Remember summer doesn't begin until Tuesday, June 21st. We also know that we are uh, in this very weird month of June, a lot going on in the month of June. Um, It's the month of shame when it comes to certain movements in the country. But here, there's a prophecy here. In verse 10 of Amos chapter 8, it says, and I will turn your feast into mourning. Uh Uh-oh. The feast of the Lord are going to be turned into mourning. And all your songs into lamentation." And I will bring up sackcloth upon all loins and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the morning of an only sun and the end thereof as a bitter day. And then I have this written down in my Bible, November or the month of Chespan, November. I don't know, something about November, November, November. Uh, this bitter day. Uh, this bitter day, um, something that, and that would be bringing us into the, into the fall, through fall, into the winter months. Whenever winter begins, I believe it begins in December, but this would be in the fall. And so we're having a summer of violence, summer of violence potential at any moment for the powder keg to blow. Now, this is Bible prophecy. This is not man-made opinion or man-made anything. It's Bible prophecy. And the idea is to be able to put the words of the Bible into their proper context. So if, if this is Amos the prophet talking about a time, so why would we use an Old Testament prophecy to declare a future event or a present event to come? Well, if you've listened to Jonathan Kahn and you've seen the movie, he brought out an entire revelation a most exclusive epiphany about Isaiah chapter 9, 9, and 10. The bricks have fallen, but we will build with you in stone, right? The sycamores have fallen, we will replant uh, cedar trees. So out of that Old Testament scripture came in a, a harbinger reality, and nobody puts it together like Jonathan Cahn does. I mean, he puts it together very well, and so the best, in my opinion. So Old Testament prophecies are not to be discarded because in the New Testament, In the book of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul tells the church at Corinth, which was a Gentile church, if you will, that they are not to neglect the Old Testament. They're to learn by what happened in the Old Testament so that they don't follow the same example and suffer the same consequence. I mean, that's right in the New Testament. So many New Testament believers are just blind to this reality that the Old Testament is not done away in the sense of, uh, you know, the way that God dealt with nations back there or his own people. That's not what's been done away. What's been done away is the Mosaic law. It's been fulfilled. In other words, if you, if you read some other scriptures in Second Corinthians chapter 3, it tells us the Mosaic law was abolished. It was a ministry of condemnation. It was a ministry of death. It was to be done away. That when the Mosaic law is read, when, the, when the Moses is read, the veil is still on people's minds. I mean, it's so done away, but what it's referring to, it was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Christ paid the penalty. He fulfilled the entire Mosaic law. And he brought in a brand new covenant uh, through his blood and by the Spirit, a covenant of grace and mercy. It's such a beautiful New Testament. But he never said that the God of the Old Testament was done away. He never said that the God of the Old Testament was uh, was dead or to be destroyed or any of that. God is God, and the Apostle Paul writes, and he tells us, better learn how God dealt, and all the dealings that the Apostle Paul talks about are the days of Noah, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, in other words, everything that was before the Mosaic Law. He hardly uses any any examples when the Mosaic Law, he uses examples of what was going on, how God was dealing with nations of people before the Mosaic Law was given. And so we're not under the Mosaic Law, but the way that God dealt with people before the Mosaic Law is how he's, he's dealing, And in the New Testament age for the last 2,000 years, that's just a reality. People need to understand the covenant that we are in. My God. But God has never changed. Covenants have changed. One has been fulfilled. Another has been introduced. But God has never changed. We need to take heed to these words. Why did? Why did... The prophet Amos get to such a decree of such judgment. Why did Jeremiah? Why did Isaiah? Why did Ezekiel? Why did all the prophets prophesy to Israel and to the nations around them? Because the nation crossed the point of no return. The cup of iniquity was now not only full, but overflowing. And so the prophets would raise their voice by the spirit of the Lord, and they would declare an end, an end what we're witnessing in Amos chapter 8 is an end he says it out loud that it is an end my God you read the book of Ezekiel he talks about it being an end uh, in in here I'm looking for the verse then then said the Lord unto me the end has come upon my people the end the, the end of civility the end of unity the end of democracy the end of republic the end of the economy the end of so-called peace an end it. it's over and if people don't wake up to that message and understand that this end is referring to a a global disturbance but we're talking about the USA today It's over. It's over. And as a believer, as your eyes behold the words of God being fulfilled, you need to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. Your eyes are going to behold it. Now, Psalm 91 says, only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Wickedness is all around us. But you are to be in such covenant, and who is that too? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So in order to abide, you want to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, he's your hedge of protection. You have to be where? In the secret place of the Most High. You must be abiding in the secret place. That means you're in Christ. You are hid in Christ. This is important. This isn't make-believe. All around us, it's going to hit. It's going to hit. The end is come. There are people believing right now, and God bless them, I I guess. I don't know what else to say, but there are people believing that, that there's going to be a red wave, and Republicans are going to win so many different offices, and the Republicans are going to come to power in November, and Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as the president, and we're going to save America from the clutches of these bad people. That kind of is a movie script. It's not a biblical script. A biblical script is that when God says it's over, it's over. And when God said in 2003, America crossed the point of no return, he meant it because it's never turned back and it's not going to turn back. If there were a Republican red wave and if Donald Trump was reinstated, it would only further accelerate even more than what was accelerated in 2016, which was the acceleration to 2020. It was not good fruit. It ended up in disaster. And so this mindset that people have about the red, Repu- the Republicans are just as, well, let's leave that alone. So anyways, we have a prophecy here. And, and the, the latter part of this in verse 11, behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, not a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. A famine of hearing the words of the Lord. That's famine. In other words, that begins to starve the spirit in people. No word of the Lord to feed on. Why? Because people have enjoyed a generation, decades, of feel-good gospel. They have ignored the truth of the gospel and have only wanted to feed on the prosperity gospel, the feel-good gospel, And so God's word is departing more and more and more, and it's already begun long ago. And the very few remnant people that are feeding on the word of God, well, I expect that ministries are going to be shut down internet so that people that are out there probably aren't going to be able to hear, and and God's going to restrict this to a particular environment. But listen, if there's no word of the Lord, If there's no true word of God, now remember, they call truth a lie, and they call the lie a truth. But the fruit, every tree will be known by its fruit. The truth is, it's over. The civil war, the civil disobedience, the inward conflict, which is exactly what a prophet from Romania, Dimitri Dudeman, did say, that there would be a communist takeover in the United States, while well, they were trying to solve that issue, then would come the attack from without. Dmitri Duneman's prophecy is probably more vivid today than it's ever been. It is crystal clear that this is the time of potential, like no other time for that prophecy to be fulfilled, which involves the nuke of many cities in the United States of America, because the United States of America has become Sodom and Gomorrah, if you enter the gates of America today, take out the name America and write in Sodom and Gomorrah. America is Sodom and Gomorrah. Your little children are being brought to transvestite parties. Their children are, uh, the children are being forced into a transgender uh, experience, a homosexual experience. A, every kind of wicked experience that could happen to a little child is happening in our country, right? There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's not make-believe anymore. There are laws protecting transgender homosexual agendas while there are laws coming against the righteous elect of God in the nation. The moral, conservative, Christian values of America are being warred against while the abominable things are being brought to power, protected by this government. Let me say it again. This government that's in power in the United States right now is the enemy of America. And yet they're demonizing so that they can dehumanize the true Americans that stand for moral values and life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. They have demonized them to the degree that they will dehumanize them so that the enemy in the gates will have no problem blowing them up and and killing them. Wherever they see them, just like the Quran says, wherever you see a Jew, kill them. Right? Come on. You got the Quranic Manifesto. You have the Communist Manifesto. You have the Homosexual Manifesto. And now you have another new manifesto, the Jain, you know, uh, remembering Jain Manifesto. They've written out what they're going to do. Kill Christians bomb, fire, destroy. And how are they doing it? I'm going to tell you how they're doing it. They're doing it by witchcraft. It's all high-level witchcraft from high-level witches and warlocks in political positions of power who are worshiping Lucifer, who are worshiping Satan, and are carrying out his agenda, carrying out his evil plan. And they're allowed to do it because God's allowing everything to happen. I know God is in control, but I know God will allow this to happen because of the sins of the, of the nation. The greater sins of the country are Sodom, sodomy and uh, uh, all the perversions of sexuality and the shedding of innocent blood. The abortion industry in the United States of America for the last 50 years has been so rank and so powerful to shed innocent blood, to empower the demonic, that right now the minions of the demon-possessed, when the Roe vs. Wade decision comes down and they put an end to it, the demons are going to go crazy because there's no more blood to eat or drink, right? We can't drink the blood anymore. And you know those high-powered politicians that go to those pedophile islands to eat the blood, and they eat the, ba- the bodies of babies? The sick, demented, twisted reality of what's going on is crazy. And it's coming out into the open, but nobody wants to hear it, and fewer people want to believe it, but it's here. So what, what is this all about? God is saying, I'm going to darken the earth. I believe the Lord God Almighty is about to make an appearing Well, all this wickedness and evil is already here and coming and going to be multiplied. How does that happen? Do you remember when, and we talked about it last week, do you remember when the children of men were building the tower into heaven in the days of Nimrod, the man of sin, the man of rebellion, that led the children of men to build a tower to bore into heaven and dethrone God? And they were going to build themselves a city. Do you remember? And they were at work, and it was all going and growing, and everything was happening. And then God said, let me come down and see. And so God went down, the Elohim. They went down, and they saw. And they said, wow, these guys are all of one mind, and there's nothing they're they're going to put their hands to that they can't do because they're all singular. So let's go down. I'm going to confuse their language. And so God confused their language, and it was called Babel because God there confused their language. And Babel, Babylon means confusion. There's a lot of confusion in Babylon, America today, and around the world. So he confused their language, and they left off building. What happened there? God made an appearing, But the builders never stopped pursuing their building. After that event happened, then they built the Egyptian empire. And there was a man of sin called the Pharaoh. And then there were the slaves. And then there were the people, right? And then after the Egyptian Empire was destroyed, came the Assyrian Empire. And then after the Assyrian Empire was destroyed, came the Babylonian Empire. And then after the Babylonian Empire, came the Medio-Persian Empire. And after that, came the Grecian Empire. And after that, came the Roman Empire. And then we've had 1,900 years of wondering who the seventh was. Was it the United Nations or was it the United States of America? And what the United States of America has become is no doubt everything that wicked empires before it had become. So now the eighth is on his way, who's going to be made up of the seven? the eighth being the United Nations, most likely is the reality of that scripture in Revelation 17. So, so. This is where we are, and this is what's happening in our world, in our country, right now. We have this move and this epiphany, this appearing. I want to get back into that for just a moment. The appearing of God to the builders of Babel. He stopped their work for a moment. In Revelation chapter 6, there's an appearing, there's an epiphany of the Lamb of God and him who sits upon the throne. It is an epiphany that right now, at this very moment, if the Lord were to roll back the heavens and make a showing like he did to the children of men in the days of Nimrod, the world leaders, according to Revelation chapter 6, are going to go into their underground bunkers They're going to hide. They're going to call for the rocks to hide them from the face of him who sits on the throne for the day of the wrath of the Lamb has come. And what that is is an appearing. But immediately after that epiphany, it appears that the global world rulers are going to come out of their bunkers, and they're going to continue to rebuild because they can't stop because the spirit of Satan is in them. They'll never be able to give up the dream, the, the desire of a people Coming to the power, Satan's dream, Satan's desire is to become the God of heaven and earth. I mean, that's his desire. That's his dream. So there's, there's something going to shake the earth. And in Revelation chapter 6, he shakes the earth. And he shakes the heavens. Everything is shaken by this momentary unveiling of, of who God really is. And it frightens the living daylights out of the world leaders and the world rulers and every person on earth. But then it ends. It's just a quick epiphany like it was in the days of Noah when God came down to see what men were doing. That was more final, but it was a time when God came down to see. And then, of course, Sodom and Gomorrah, God came down to see And then he wiped out the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Three times in the book of Genesis, God comes down to see. Right now in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verses 12 to 17, it's a moment where God comes down to see. Gosh, are they really doing what they're doing? It's not as though God doesn't know. He knows all things. He's omnipotent. He's he's omniscient. He's all-knowing. But in the scriptures, he comes down to see. And this appearing of Christ and him who sits upon the throne is a coming down to see. And when he looks, everybody runs and hides. They're terrified. Then it closes up again, and everything continues on into Revelation, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, 11, 12, 13, leading all the way up to the Great Tribulation. Yep, and all the events of the trumpets, everything that will follow this epiphany. And for many of us right now who love the Lord, who are working out our salvation with fear and trembling, this is a moment we, we, we crave for God to make it appearing in this world right now because it is so wicked. And yet Jesus said the days will come when you're going to beg for it. You're going to wish for just one of the days of the Son of Man. You're going to just wish that just one epiphany, one appearing, one urchomai, one parousia, just one coming of the days of the Son of Man would come. And there is one in Revelation chapter 6 that is recorded that he's going to make it an appearing and the world's going to flip out. And that's our time to go, thank you, God, to help us to remember what we're going to have to go through is written. And we're going to be encouraged to do it. I've got a lot of friends right now with me on the air. Some folks calling in all the way uh, from uh, Missouri, it looks like. Let me say this real quick. Uh, Let's take the call. Why not? We're going to take this call from area code 417354. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
1: Hi. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I wanted to... uh, wish you a very uh, early happy father's day and to acknowledge you and everyone that is listening to acknowledge that you are truly a father, a true father of the faith from the word into my life. And I just want to (laughs) acknowledge you happy early father's day and The fruit absolutely silences anything that the enemy could throw in your direction, trying to tell you otherwise. And the fruit is truly from the word of God into my life. And I just wanted to acknowledge you as my spiritual father in the faith. And I you know, I've heard other sisters say we could be anywhere. God could have placed us anywhere, but he placed me here. And I am so incredibly blessed, but way beyond that. And I just wanted to just, if I could hug you through the phone, I would. And I have the best spiritual father of faith. And I just, I thank you for your labor of love into my life personally. And may you just be overwhelmed by your Father in heaven of how he would just chase you down with his blessings. (laughs) So I love you, and um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy early Father's Day.
2: Thank you so very much, Carla. That is overwhelming. God (laughs) God bless you. You... Love
1: you. God bless you, too. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) Thank you. By the power of the
2: so Holy Spirit. <laughs> By the power. No, no other way. No other way. All right. That's I received right. that. Shalom. Thank you. Love God bless you. you. Shalom. You're most right. welcome. A,
1: Bye-bye.
2: Bye. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, sentiment. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, as Carla was talking and sharing her love, uh, which I am so privileged and honored to receive such a call like that publicly. Um, I was thinking of a scripture I read this morning. Here's the balance to everything we've been talking about, okay, so far today. I read a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today that we have been called to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And as ambassadors, we carry a spirit of reconciliation. And what I want to do right now is I want to reach out to to the – this is what ambassadors would do, right – We come out of the very presence of God. We come to the nations of the earth with a spirit of reconciliation, saying to a sin-sick, rebellious, wicked, evil world that's angry and hostile and demon-possessed, we want to come from the presence of the kingdom and say to the world, listen, God is wanting to make peace with you. God is desiring peace with you. You are at war with God. You are not at war with Christians. I mean, indirectly, yes, but you're at war with God. When Saul was persecuting the church, the Lord came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Okay? And this is powerful. You and I, who once were in the world and enemies of God, we are now born again, and we have this ministry of reconciliation to tell the world that's fighting against God. He wants peace with you. God wants to save you. God desires to deliver you and set you free. I love that. It shows such a divine nature of God, but that day of reconciliation, the day of salvation, closes rapidly. Let's take another call coming in from Mary Code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
3: Ah, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Ah,
2: my Jewish friend, uh, my Jewish brother. How are you?
3: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Good. That is I, your Jewish friend, your Jewish brother, your Jewish brother in the faith.
2: Amen. You know, I Amen. just wanted
3: to say something just real quick, Pastor. I uh, I echo Sister Carla's sentiment about gratitude for being here and gratitude for being a member of this particular ecclesia, this particular segment of the body of Christ, uh, Cindy and I are extremely grateful for how the, led, how the Lord led us here. We really didn't know <clears throat> what we were getting into when we hit the road. When we sold our home in California and we hit the road heading for Arkansas, we really had no idea what lie before us, dear, that, that I was going to meet you. Uh, on the street corner right out in in between our two homes out there in Bella Vista, you know. Um, God is just amazing how he orchestrates his plan for each and every one of us. I, I'm just dumbfounded. I'm just amazed at, at how wonderful the Lord is. Having said that, um, I'm just, another thing that I'm really grateful about, and I just wanted to let you know, I kind of wanted to bring this up last night at our Deliverance Roundtable meeting, but it it just seemed to me it might have been just a little bit off topic, so I kind of saved it. So here it is. Uh, The farther along I go, Cindy and I walk in our walk with the Lord, the more evident it is becoming to us what it means to be double-minded, which is something that we talked about recently, what it means to be lukewarm and what it means to be disobedient to the word of god and truth be told i i'm not going to speak for cindy but i'm going to speak for myself when when i when we lived in california i was double-minded big time and i was disobedient big time um really spiritually speaking i had one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel you know so I'm just so very grateful for how since we have come to Arkansas and have been a part of your ministry, how your ministry has set us, set me straight. Uh, I'm extremely grateful for that because I know, looking back, I know that if Cindy and I had remained in California, then I would just be circling the drain. And now I'm no longer circling the drain. Now I'm, I'm, you know the lord has pulled me up out of my own personal muck and mire out of the mud and he is pulling me in the right direction he's leading me and i'm it's just extremely grateful for that i feel great i feel gratitude every day and sir that's my story and i'm sticking to it
2: absolutely beautiful uh i, I don't know if those words run deep there's a lot of weight to them uh both you and sister carla thank you for sharing that that's just so rich. And what it does for us, I mean, we point to Jesus and we say, wow, God, you're so good. Thank you. Uh, This is really good fruit. And just um, thank you for sharing that publicly. And may God continue to bless you and raise you up to do everything he's called you to do and to be everything he's called you to be. Brother Mark, I love you so much. God bless your heart, my friend.
3: I love you too, Pastor. God bless you. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Wow, we weren't expecting any of this, but it's happening, so praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I I think this is from the Lord, and I thank him for it, and we're going to learn to receive all those beautiful things that are being said. Um, So I was talking about having the ministry of reconciliation. If you're born again, if you are one of those people out there that have received the Holy Spirit and you are born again and you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, you carry within you, God put it there, you carry within you a spirit of reconciliation and that spirit of reconciliation is not yours. It's the father's. He put that in you so that you would go into the world and tell the world that is an enemy of God, making war with God, that God wants peace with you. And he's made that peace through the blood of his son, through the cross of Jesus Christ. And this is your option. This is your access point through the bridge of the cross you can come back to God, and rather than being an enemy of God, you can actually become born again and have an eternal life with God, rather than being eternally separated from God. You know, God is so simple. He's, he's light, not dark. He's life, he's not death. He is heaven or hell. And it's a choice that everybody makes. And the spirit of reconciliation has been in the earth for 2,000 years. It began 2,000 years ago. Christ was the first ambassador. bring peace to this world. Then the apostles brought peace to this world. Then the church brought peace to this world by going out and sharing the good news. And here we are in the year 2022. And it is late. And that day of salvation is closing. We would make an appeal to the organization called Black Lives Matter or Antifa or Remembering Jane or Uh, The present administration in power. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to at least say it. Hey, there's a way out from your eternal doom that's at the door of your eternal existence, and his name is Jesus, and you're you're warring with him. You're going to lose the battle. You are going to lose the battle. It's a a very deep time right now. I want to get to some of the chats that are out there right now. I've just got a few minutes left in the broadcast. I see uh, Terry is with us this morning. Good morning, Terry. God bless you. Kevin Hauger, good morning, Pastor Vince. The people will be surprised at what Pastor Kevin Honeycutt brings to the Lord's table. I believe you're right about that. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, tomorrow night, 530, right here at New Wine Ministry Fellowship. Pastor Melissa Fletcher is with us. By the way, Pastor Melissa and Chad are coming to the Feast of Tabernacles as our guest speakers, a few of them. We have a number of guest speakers. They are going to have a special place in administering the word of God during the Feast of Tabernacles from October 9th through October 16th. You don't want to miss that. I'm sure that Pastor Kevin Honeycutt will be among the guest speakers as well, but he will be here tomorrow night at 530. He's already here, but he'll be speaking the word of the Lord. Uh, praise the Lord, Laquita Sizemore, Laquita, God bless you, you're reminding me to do something, thank you, I'm going to be uh, good and behave myself and pay attention, and here it is, I'm going to put it on the screen right now, for anybody that needs prayer at any time during this broadcast, make sure you go to that number, 479 3774 and what did Sister... Uh, Laquita, have to say, good morning, good morning, back to you. David Ellefson, good morning, good morning, back to you, David. I trust that you and Nicole are doing well, and I hope you truly are doing well and getting everything you need. And I hope you called that number when things got a little tough. Pastor Jeff Bass is with us. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. The church and Christians are under persecution. A church in Mississippi canceled their Wednesday night service due to violent threats. You didn't hear that in the mainline news media, did we? But there it is, a church in Mississippi. Pastor Jeff Bass went on to say last night there was a shooting which killed two people and injured others of a Vestavia Hills, Alabama Presbyterian church. I've heard the church was having a a potluck supper. We pray for the families. So they were coming together for a family meeting, shot and killed in Alabama Presbyterian church. So sad to hear that. David Ellison, World War III has already begun. I think you're right. Joyce Young is with us this morning. Good morning, Joyce and Ken. We love you both. Good morning to you back. Michaela Johanan. Good morning, PV brothers and sisters. Pastor Michael Villarin. God bless you, sir. Ah, uh, hallelujah. And then we have Pastor Jeff Fass writing again. Uh, it has started the shaking, the sifting, and the shifting. Yes, it has. And it's about to get really violent. No doubt about it. Pastor Jeff went on to say, even though the shaking, sifting, and shifting has started, we need to remember the four knots, which are to fear not, fret not, faint not, and fail not. Stay in the secret place and the safety of the Almighty. Well said. Sounds like a great sermon. I wonder if you guys are going to be able to come for the Feast of Tabernacles, October 9th to the 16th. Consider yourselves cordially invited. Would love to have you, Pastor Jeff. as one of our guest speakers. Let us know. You and D, we take care of that. Praise the Lord. Charlotte Gouch. Is saying good morning. Good morning, Charlie. God bless you. Paul Jack, dear brother Paul. Shalom. What a great day we had yesterday. Absolutely loved it. And guess what? I got another call yesterday, Paul. We need to make a return visit. I'll talk to you more about it off the air. Shirley Woolsey is with us today. Thank you for preaching the true word of, the, of God. Open our ears while we can still hear and our eyes, while we can still see. Shirley and Mike, we love you. God bless you. State of Texas. Joyce Young saying to us, Happy Father's Day, Pastor V. Ken and I are grateful for you. I agree with what Carla and Mark just said about you. God bless. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Hey, if you have any questions or comments, you can call the number 818-369-0326 and press one on your dial pad. 818-369-0326 is the number to call. I'll put that number on there right now for anybody who would like to call into the broadcast on this Friday we're getting ready to go out. I don't have much time left. i got a busy day ahead of us. And so where is that number? They always hide that number. By the way, I just want you to know that you can support this ministry if you'd like to, period. I'll leave it there. Now, the number I'm trying to follow here, and I know I should do a better job on saying that, but there is uh, the 818 number. Where did it go? There it is. So if you'd like to call in, question, or comment about anything you've heard so far, Call the broadcast, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on the dial pad. <clears throat> We've said a lot today. We've shared a lot today. And I tell you that the things that we shared, Cindy Investment is with us this morning. God bless you, Sister Cindy. Tammy Ivey's with us. Psalm 91, Shalom. God bless you, Tammy. Uh, wonderful sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know that what we share today, if you'll take note of it, is an anointed prophetic word It's going to happen. You are going to step into this environment. I want to ask you a question. How are you in your heart today? How are you? I heard a man uh, uh, yesterday call to all patriots to begin to defend churches. I heard a man yesterday say that patriots and the men, the soldiers of Christ, it's time now to rise up and go to war with groups like Looking for Jane or whatever that thing is, who has just declared, listen, okay, just in fairness, that group called Searching for Jane or whatever just declared on their website for all their minions throughout the nation to go to war, to blow up. Buildings that are supporting life, pro-abortion, excuse me, pro-life clinics, they just declared war. And so a Christian man last night told the patriots of this country, it's time to get on and saddle your horses and go to war. All right. So uh, internal civil violence is at the door. It's here. Where are you going to ride out the storm? Where are you in your spirit? Where are you in your soul? Where are you in your heart? Your heart is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your intellect. What are you thinking? Where are you? Witchcraft is exploding all over this earth. The church is the only force of spiritual power through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that can beat it and defeat it. So the spiritual warfare of the church right now is to stand together and say in the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke every witchcraft curse by the blood of Jesus Christ that is being uttered and muttered and sputtered to whatever people that have been captivated by demons in the area in which I live. You must cover your region. You must cover your home. You must cover your town. You must cover your ecclesia. Spiritual warfare, so that there will be a hedge of protection. The blood of Jesus, like in the great exodus, when the spirit of death came on the land, it saw the blood and passed over. Don't forget the Passover blood of Jesus. Super important. Don't forget that. Spiritual warfare, first line of defense in this great battle. Cover your spouse, cover your house, cover your children, your family, your church. Cover everywhere you go, what you drive, where you work. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and yet have no fear. And what did Pastor Jeff say? Uh, the four knots: fear not, fret not, faint not, fail not. Uh-uh. We don't do any of that. We stand and having done all the stand, we stand there for, but it is coming. There were warnings before 2020. There were all kinds of warnings before all kinds of bad stuff happened. Acceleration intensification. Put those two words down. Acceleration intensification. Massive birth pang. What is it? What is that massive birth pang? All right. Gabriel Smith is with us. He says, that sounds like a Fed agent inciting violence. No, it's really not a Fed agent inciting violence. This group, searching for Jane or whatever it is, has already incited everybody to violence. I mean, they actually did that, Gabriel, believe it or not. It's on their post. They actually called for violence and said, sorry, guys, 30 days, we set your places on fire, but you didn't back down. So now we're calling all minions to go to war. They incited the violence. I think this man last night probably said you got to start thinking about defending your houses of worship, your homes, in certain places in your community. But time will tell. We'll see where it goes. I don't think anybody is authorized at this moment to uh, point the finger and say, let's go to war. Now's the time. I don't know. I don't think that man was doing that. I think he was doing something different. Uh, But I do not believe he was a federal agent. I don't believe that's true. Could sound like it, but I don't think in this case. All right, so uh, it's 10 o'clock. I've got to run. I've got to get rolling. It's been an honor to be with everybody today. Would you please consider supporting our ministry? Would you please consider sending a gift to P.O. Box 100? It's on your screen right now. A gift, an offering, a partnership with this Internet Radio work that we're doing if you would the address is really simple p.o box 100 decatur arkansas 72722 also if you would consider giving to this you could go to our website at nwmglobal.org there it is right there under the donation tab you can give do you know right now on your phone you could actually text an offering 41088 omega All one word, but they're they're numbers, 41088, and then lowercase right next to the numbers, though, no space, 41088 omega. And then if something comes up on your phone and you type in the word give, you type in the word give, it'll lead you through some processes, and you'll be able to give in that manner. And then always, you could go to our omegaradio.org, omegaradio.org you can give online there as well. And just saying, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your giving. May God multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, here's how I want to leave the broadcast today. Jesus Christ said that he was the door into an abundant life. The abundant life that Jesus Christ is offering to everyone who will is an internal life of peace, of joy, of love. That is for every individual. When you bring that abundant life into a corporate anointing, you have an extension or an expansion of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God upon earth right here, right now, manifesting forth from the lives of individual believers who gather together in a corporate setting And there is manifestation. The powers of darkness, the gates of hell will never prevail against the true ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ. The great shepherd will put a hedge around those who are operating in the abundant life. Those who have been faithful, as it says in the book of Revelation with the church of Philadelphia, I will keep you from the hour of temptation that is coming upon the whole earth. He he promises that even in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I will be there with you, and the flame will have no power over you. Your enemy will come against you one way and will flee seven ways when you're walking in the favor of God. No weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn it, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of him, saith the Lord. There is a way to live an abundant life of the green pastures within your own spirit and those still waters that you could recline and rest and have your soul restored. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. The eternal, internal, abundant life is what you enter into through the door, who is Christ. And you begin to partake of the quality of life. Not this stuff out here. In the midst of the storm, you have peace. Jesus was sleeping on a boat in the middle of a storm. His disciples ran to him and said, Lord, do you see all this stuff, the winds and the waves? I mean, the uh, Antifa's coming, Black Lives Matter is coming, the Antichrist government is coming. You know, searching for Jane is blowing things up, Lord. And he stood up and he rebuked the wind and the seas. And he said, what manner of man is this? That's the manner of man you and I have been called to be, a born-again, spirit-filled, new creation, species man that has power over these issues. I'm telling you, they may come to kill you, but they'll never make it to your doorstep. They may come to blow up your home, but they will never make it into your neighborhood. I tell you, it won't happen when you're in this kind of covenant with God. Not anything that we do, it's a covenant of god 's divine protection for those who are walking, cooperating, and doing the business of the kingdom, this is imperative. I have one more call coming in I haven't heard from my dear friends in South Dakota for quite some time, so I want to say good morning to Ken and Kathy. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you today?
0: Yes, we're doing well good. and uh, good i I am uh, just been pondering many things. In the days gone by, and the cup of iniquity is definitely filled. And uh, God is raising those people just like Paul and Barnabas to be very bold now, speaking boldly like it says there in the book of Acts. And so we're going to be taking this stand, but there will be great persecution. But at the same time, the hand of God's protection will be upon his people. And I believe also that the Spirit and the Bride are calling to to God Almighty, come, Lord Jesus this kingdom is going to come forth and rule and reign. But we will be going through great things before this develops.
2: Amen. You know, as you're talking, Kathy, uh, beginning next Tuesday, uh, Pastor Jeff Bass is going to be joining me on the air. And we're going to begin an entire week next week of what the necessary preparations, the final preparations. Uh, and I and I do. Uh, Tuesday is when we're going to be back on the air. Summer begins Tuesday. That entire week with all of our guests, we will be talking about what people could do to make their final preparations uh, for this moment that is about to come on the earth. And we may be in it for 1,260 days, three and a half years, or we may begin in a, in a moment of, uh, of violence and trumpet blast and all these things leading up to an even more intensification of the Great Tribulation. But it's time for everyone to get ready. And the Spirit and the Bride are saying, Lord, Come quickly. I totally agree with that. And he will immediately after the tribulation of those days, the Lord will return. And right now, it's, it's our spiritual union with Christ. It's our drawing near to him. It is our getting cleaned up and prepared and ready to go. Absolutely.
0: And, that Sister will be Kathy? Ex- yes. Go ahead. That that will be excellent information for the body of Christ.
2: Yeah, excellent. amen. Thank you. Amen. We love you, Kathy, Ken. God bless you all the way from South Dakota, our very, very dear friends. Got to go, folks. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Sabbath tonight if you take one. Tomorrow night, 5.30, New Wine Ministries, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. Sunday, Father's Day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, coming up. Get ready. Shalom. Have a great day.